Yo, welcome to the Wrap Up Podcast. Once again, I'm Stefan, here with another Wrap Up Podcast short. Once again, shout out to my man, Fresh, who's on hiatus right now. Got a lot of things going on. Be sure to check him out on Caso.com as well as Caso Kicks for all your sneaker needs. I actually got a shirt on right now, a new release, the uh, Duck Genius. So if you're feeling this, let me show it to you one more time. Check them out at Caso, CasoKicks.com for all your sneaker updates, sneaker releases, and be sure to follow us as well on the Wrap Up Pod. That's all social at the Wrap Up Pod. So we're going to jump right into it. As you know, the last couple of weeks we have been doing shorts, so it won't be before you too, too long. Just a couple of things we want to get into. Uh, first off, uh yesterday being saturday october 3rd uh didn't really i wasn't really gonna go here with that but uh i think i had to just based upon the significance of that particular moment and what i'm referring to is uh meg the stallion in her saturday night live uh performance um as an artist you can say what you want about her uh via she has lyrics she doesn't um another female uh mc talking about a body however you want to spin it you can do it whichever way you want but i wanted to bring this up um specifically just for the message that she sent um during this particular time as you know um earlier this summer she was uh involved in an alleged shooting with uh, Tory Lanez and she garnered a lot of news from that um, you can feel however you want to feel about that me I don't have any opinion on it I don't know who's telling the truth I don't know who isn't so it's alleged to me um, but the performance in itself was a standard Meg the Stallion performance or a standard SNL hip hop performance a lot of lights dope backdrop dancers lyrics production there you go SNL but what stood out for me was in her first performance uh, during actually one of the breaks, uh, the beat break, she um, kind of took that moment and took a stance in terms of what's going on in our community and, the co- and in our country at large, uh, where she actually um, was a torchbearer for equality and rights, not just for women, but for men as well. But what really was the shock to me was the denouncement of Daniel Cameron, which is the uh, Attorney General for Kentucky, um, and he's under allegations or suspicion of hiding evidence or, 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 or really not doing all that he should have done to convict the, uh, the officers. So that took a lot of guts for once being a female, two being a female MC, being a black female MC, and having... Um, the gall to do such a lot of people can say that it was a spin to take off from the Tory Lanez thing who I don't care it doesn't matter to me for her to be able to do that and in front of the audience that SNL captured remember they've been on for 46 years and to be able to capture that moment was to me one of that's hip-hop history right there a lot of people may disagree that's why it's the wrap-up podcast and stuff and it's the host but um 
Yeah, I think it was significant. Uh, the reason, once again, why it was important, because it shed light. A lot of people may not even know who Daniel Cameron is or even heard about the case. But for her to put the name up, I mean, I'm talking to you specifically, black man, black brother. And this is what we're going to talk about. You handled this situation wrong. I'm telling you, you handled it wrong. The community feels that you handled it wrong. Where is your accountability? And I think it took a lot of um, gall for her to do that. I don't want to say balls, but it took a lot of um, guts for her to do that. And we know SNL is um, is kind of left anyway, so they didn't have a problem with doing it at all. They've, they've always kind of been on the forefront in terms of their comedy and calling the spade a spade, if you will. So just shout out to Meg Thee Stallion. It was a big move. It was a great move for hip-hop, a great move for music, a great move for the women's movement, a great move for the black movement at large. So shout out to her for um, for taking a stance there and not being afraid to um, not being afraid to speak out truth. If you that's let's call it what it is. She spoke the truth and shout out to her for that. So moving along, um, I wanted to initially start the show with um, a couple of album reviews, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stick to one. Uh, particular album in particular um, just because of the um, the cultness if you will of this particular group and if you guys know when you mentioned hip hop new album and cult we're going with Griselda so I wanted to get a little bit more in depth with the West Side Gun album um, Who Made the Sunshine so it released on Friday but before we get into that it's a lot of projects released YG released um um, who else released? 21 Savage and uh, Metro release. Um, we got a new um, R.J. Payne album release. We got a Sarok album that um, released. So it was a lot of music you had to go through <laughs> last week. Even if you didn't get through a lot of it, it's, it's just a lot to go through. Um, there were some um, misses. Um, I'm just going to throw mine out there. I think the 21 Savage project was a miss. Um, the R.J. Payne album, dope. Uh, the Sarok album, dope uh the yg album was pretty good um i know i know i'm leaving some off but that's what i can remember up front but let's get into uh, what's our gun so who made the sunshine was the name of the album he previously released uh pray for paris earlier within a year we kind of had mixed um emotions in terms of a lot of uh people thinking that the uh, album sounded kind of commercial yeah 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 however you feel okay in this particular project, I think it was okay. I don't think it was a bad album. Have I heard better from West Side Gun? I would say yeah, and I would preference, uh, preface, I'm sorry, uh, Pray for Paris as well as Supreme Blind Tale. It's probably one of my, two of my go-tos from West Side, and maybe the first Fly God, and of course the Hermit series, but those are mixtapes. Um but the production here was on point. You got, um, of course, staples within Griselda. You got The Beat, uh, Butcher, Derringer, uh, The Alchemist, and my favorite track on the album was produced by Jess Blaze, and that was 98 Sabres. Um, but what kind of um, what kind of tweaked my ear a little bit was the content or lack of, if you will. He's spitting bars. I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that. He's spitting some, he's spitting some heat. But where my issue is with Westside is that it often goes into a lane where it just sounds like, yo, I'm going to get in the booth and I'm just going to talk this flatness. I'm just going to talk this heat. 
And sometimes when you listen to a project, you want to hear cohesion. It just seems like oftentimes Westside get into a vein where he just talks. Um, and I feel that um, Action uh, Bronson, the Dolphin, is getting into that same vein where they have their their niche audience or their or their clitch group, and they feel that they can just go in and do that. And it's nothing wrong because the formula is the formula that got you here. But where's the progression? Where's the um, the different uh, sound, the different textures in the album? Um, he gave us a couple of those. He actually sang on the track. Um, he did a couple of different things. Not as much as he did with um, Pray for Paris, but he did do it here um, as well. Uh, features, he had everybody from Buster. Slick Rick was actually on two tracks. Griselda, Bodie James, uh, Black Thought, Jada Kiss, Smoke Dizza, uh, Flea Lord. Um, El Camino, a lot of cats were on the album and they all pretty much did their thing. So Griselda, they're able to get the other MCs to come out and uh, and be featured on their project. So that's not a problem. They're rappers, rappers, and I dig that. Um, standout tracks were all praises of Ishka Bibbles with uh, Black Thought. Um, of course, 98 Sabres is dope because that's the Griselda camp. Only when they get together will you hear heat like that. Uh, the Butch and the Blade with uh, Benny and Conway and Frank Murphy. I like Frank. And, and, and let me go into Frank Murphy a little bit. Each MC on Frank Murphy delivered. Delivered. All of them delivered. Stove God. Everybody de de delivered on that particular project. The only thing that I would say with Frank Murphy that bothered me a little bit because if you're going to have a six-minute-plus, seven-minute-plus posse joint, the beat was so mundane. It was so redundant. We didn't have a, we didn't have a break. We didn't have anything. It just was that same, you know, that same repetitive, mafioso, thematic, you know, beat. And that break in textures to match each of the voices would have done miracles for that um, song. It was a good song, but what made it not be one of the great posse hits or features of the year, or better yet, all time, because all of them were speeding fire, was that the beat was just so monotonous. The loop was just, and it kind of, and this, and this is only for me, in my uh, opinion, it kind of took away from what the um MCs were spitting because I'm lost or was in trance in the particular uh, beat. But but other than that, um, it, it was a, it was a decent album. It was it was okay. I can't complain about it. It does have uh, playability. You know, with the rapper podcast, we have a thing where we wrap or unwrap a project. Where if we unwrap it, that means we plan it. It's a listen. You know, we rock with it. If we wrap it up meaning we putting it back, deleting it off the library. We can't say take it back to the store no more because we're not buying CDs. You may have the vinyl, but this is, I'm going I'm to I'm unwrap it. But where do I compare this with his other albums? That's kind of hard to say because if I'm going to compare this to his other albums, I'm going to only compare it to his LPs, not his mixtapes or CDs. So we got Fly God, Play, uh, Pray for Paris, um, Supreme Blyantel, and this one as well, uh, Who Made the Sunshine. So I'm actually going to put this one. I don't want to say last, 
but I have Supreme Blind Tail as probably one of my favorite projects. His favorite outside of the mixtapes. Supreme Blind Tail. I'm gonna say Fly God, Pray for Paris, and then this album. All of them are fire albums, but I think compared to the other three for me, this is um probably the lesser of the four. All still dope, all still fire. If I had to give it a rating other than wrap up, I'd say it's a solid six, solid seven. Seven being the uh production. Um that just blaze track was just um with 98 Sabres with the squad, it's just ridiculous. It's whenever Just does something, it's it's always it always blows it always blows my mind because I always think of Just and that, you know, that Cameron Rockefeller vibe. And when a producer can get outside of that norm, it's just always a plus to me. Um, but where does this album fall short? I don't think the album is falling short. What I'm gonna say, I'm thinking West got Westside Gun is falling short. So. Um, I mentioned earlier that the lyrics are a little bit mundane. Um, and when I say mundane, and when I mention the mundacity of the uh, the lyrics is, they all don't seem to have the same fire. Sometimes it's, um, just to be stupid right now, I'ma sit into the mic and listen to what the mic do. Listen to what the mic do. What the mic do? And you got five minutes of that. <laughs> you know what I'm and, and it was cool the first couple of times, but I want to start hearing a little bit more uh creativity. And I know in terms of creativity, a lot of people can have a bias in terms of I want the sound to be West Side Gun. That's not what I'm saying. But I want him to step out more in terms of a lyricism or lyrics if that's what he's going to profess to be if he's not professing himself to be a lyric i mean a lyric a lyricist then that's fine i just accept this for what you are but if you're going to be bar heavy or drop dope metaphors or come with something deeper i want more than i'm gonna sit in front of my computer watch the screen go watch the screen i'm gonna need more than the the dr seuss if you will uh rhymes um and i need to know what the focus is on the album you can have a lot of cuts and a lot of hits but where are you focusing me to what is the driving factor is it just gonna be we just gonna sit up here and we just gonna have dope songs and put them into an album or if we're going to have some form or cohesion in terms of what this album is are we going to have an album where it's content okay this is what we're going to talk about okay we're going to talk about mafioso we're going to do mafioso all the way through we're going to talk about drugs we're going to do drugs all the way through we're going to talk about the nightlife we're going to do nightlife all the way through and even if you have different segments or different portions of those particular um layers of content you got to mix it and you got to place it in 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 forms of where you know it's it makes a balanced project outside of just being Yo, I just feel like rapping. I'm going to put my dopest 11 on this track. Because then it's disjointed and it's a mixtape because it's just your favorite tracks. It's not anything that's going to have playback ability for me. So I think compared to Conway and Benny, that's where um, Westside is falling short in my book. Still a dope MC. Still dope projects. But if we're going to compare him to what Conway did with his... Um, last album which i have as one of my um candidates for album of the year um and if we compare it to what benny is doing 
I don't I, I don't think he's he's stacking up to the bar that they are continually pushing every time they drop a project. Every time Conway and Benny drop a project, to me, it's it's better than the last. Whereas with Westside, we're at the same plateau. We're on the same front. It's it's the same stuff unless we get features that kind of breaks up the trend or break up the monotony. But once again, dope album. Um, good project. I rated a good 6, 7. I'm unwrapping it because I will listen to it. I have listened to it um, several times. It's just... And, and, and I was speaking with a couple of people on Twitter uh, this morning, and a lot of people had the same sentiment, but a lot of people are still under the vein of if it's not broken, don't fix it. But my thing is how long... Is that going to last before, once again, it gets boring, before it gets mundane? Or we're just going to expect to hear a West Side album and take it for what it is. This is what he does. This is what he do. Golden, let's rock with it. That's it. So let me know what y'all think about that. Uh, let me know what y'all feel about, how you all feel, I'm sorry, about um, West Side. Um, leave it in the comments um, on YouTube. Subscribe, of course, and leave your uh, comment. And let me know where you are with that. Um, once again, decent project. I, I stack it fourth, uh, possibly in terms of his um, other um, albums. Once again, it came out Friday, so once I do some more listening to it, it may change. Who knows? We always update when we have a change in the um, in the uh, in our ratings. But one thing I also want to talk about before I get out of here is Slick Rick. He shows that you can be in a statesman, an elder statesman in the game and still and still be able to rock. One thing Slick Rick can do is tell a story. And he told a story on both of the tracks that he was on, on um on Prime and the last the last one is slipping me right now. I'm sorry, but I can't think of the um the last one. But he told dope stories uh to to uh through both of them and one thing I like about Slick Rick, he doesn't compromise his style in terms of who he's with or who he's featuring. He's able, he's a flower MC. He's able to get on the track and just flow. I would love to hear more work with him and Griselda's uh, production team because I think it meshes um, well. His voice, his cadence, his style all meshes well with what Griselda is building right now. Griselda is a movement that a lot of a lot of people either are going to hate it or love it. I think right now, as as they uh, stand, they're more niche and coke driven than they are mainstream, and I think they're fine with that because I'm fine with that. Um, a lot of uh, listeners aren't going to agree or follow with what they're doing right now. Basically, Conway told you on this last project. They're making a lot of MCs rap again, and that's a blessing in itself. Um, you can't come with that whackness. You have to come with something legit and something authentic. Though it's a sound that we've heard um, before, and it's a, it's a staple New York sound, they've placed their own twist on it. If you think of this type of rap, you think of that Queens um, mafioso rap um, back in the day when you had the... Uh, the cool G rap, Nas, a young Nas, a young Mob Deep, a young AZ, a young Cormega, um, Big Noid, that all had that um, mafioso type 
theme, you know, drug driven, the streets driven, low key. You think of a night skate boy, you know, sitting at the restaurant, as Diddy said, eating fish and spaghetti. You know, they all have that same that same vibe uh, to it. And for me, it's, it's a nostalgia because that's the era that I grew on. The best era of hip hop ever to me was 95, 96. That's when a lot of stuff was coming out that was just pure essence. And I was like 14 at the time. So you can do the math for how old I am now and why my ear probably leans towards this way. But yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just a move. And I think if they stay true to the craft and right now I can say honestly that I don't see them changing the formula a lot to appease the masses you're either going to get on board over here and listen to what we're doing or you just fall short and you miss out on the heat I'm a I'm a I'm a listener that I like to hear lyrics and content as opposed to beats and rhythms because the beat is just a measurement or a guide to help you to you know, to that point to get you get you a groove. But if you're not talking about nothing, you're not talking about nothing. You know, and that's in itself. But overall, um, once again, in closing, it was a decent project. I like it. I can't complain about it. Um, dopeness. Um, next week we got a couple of projects coming out. I think I saw that Tuesday we may have something from Cole. I don't know, but I will we'll keep you up to date on that. Remember, as always. Um, follow us on all social media platforms. That's at the wrap up pod. Um, be sure to follow, subscribe, click, like, uh, tell your friend and tell a friend. Be sure to follow CasoKicks.com um, as well as follow at Casso um, for all your sneaker needs. Um, and be sure to go vote, man. It's that time of the year where it's getting real serious out here. I, I, I was going to talk about Trump, but I didn't have it in me to go there. So just uh, make sure you guys go out and vote. If you're voting early, uh, go do it. Once again, this is Stafford for the Wrap-Up Podcast, hitting you with another wrap-up short. Hitting you with a wrap-up, uh, I mean an unwrap, I'm sorry, of uh, Westside Guns' last album, Who Made the Sunshine. Shout-out to Meg The Stallion for her SNL performance. And uh, we'll be back um, hopefully next week with some new topics, some new dialogue, and some new heat. Talk to you later, y'all. One.